Do you fear the unknown when faced with challenges, when you're faced with adversities? Can you adapt to change and remain resilient? For this episode of the Imagine Talks podcast, we're going to hear from a three-time cancer survivor who spoke at the Imagine Talks annual symposium. Michelle Duong has a philanthropic background that consists of serving on the board of directors for nonprofits like Working Wardrobes and Operation Be Kind. Now, through their monthly missions, these nonprofits have provided much needed essential items such as food, clothing, sleeping bags, and school supplies. The operation works with youth volunteers from various high schools. Now, here's Michelle Duong with The Journey to Connecting. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Francis. <laughs> so good to see you. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. So super happy and excited to be able to have this little fireside chat with you. Um, and many people probably don't know that much about your background, but I've heard and learned so much about your background from just chatting with you. And I love for people to learn basically all the things that you've gone through in your own personal journey. Can you we start off with you telling us a bit about yourself, who you are, where you came from, and how you got started doing what you do today? Sure. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to chat with you. I'm always um, open to sharing my life story. I think, um, it, it, me, it's interesting, um, but yes, my name is Michelle Duong. I um, am an immigrant from Vietnam. My family came here to the United States in 1975, and uh, we resided in Texas originally and uh, in a small town called Weatherford, Texas, and we were probably the only Asian family there. And we moved out here to Southern California where my dad's side of the family um, came when they came from uh, Vietnam in 1987. So I've been here in Southern California since 1987. I do go back to Texas very often, uh, at least once a year, uh, as we have a lot of family there, my mom's side of the family. I uh, am a mother of uh, two young men, 27 and 23. My oldest just turned 27 yesterday uh, and I had him very young. And I've appreciated the bond that we have uh, with me having them that young and understanding the generational um, challenges that they are faced with. So with that being said, as far as my background, I um, graduated from UCLA with my MBA and um, I have a law degree from Chapman University. I did practice law for a few years, um, but I really use my law degree and my education to be an entrepreneur. I've been in the staffing industry almost uh, 20 years. And I think what has kept me in the staffing industry is, is my will and passion to help others. I've never treated it as a, a sales job. It's really how do I make an impact in others' lives? And that stems from all the challenges and adversities that I've experienced in my life in so many different facets. And so the staffing industry has always been the core um, business that I've been in the last 20 years. Uh, but I've had my own staffing firm. I've worked for global organizations. Um, and 
uh, I did run, I was a part CEO owner of an IT consulting business as my late husband passed away of pancreatic cancer. It will be three years this March. And um, I was basically um, in that position by default. Um, and that's something that we could uh, discuss later on in our discussion that I will share with everyone in our chat. But in a nutshell, um, my career is centered around helping others. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for giving that little glimpse at the beginning. Um, and yeah, you definitely touched on a lot of challenges uh, that you've gone through. So I want to ask if you can share, if you mind sharing with uh, the audience and myself, some of the challenges you've gone through in your life in terms of health challenges um, and relationship challenges, and also obviously um, being a young parent challenges. All these three things are, are huge in a person's life, but you, from my memory of, of talking with you, had it on a whole different level. So would you mind sharing that with us? Well, I'm truly blessed to even be here. Uh, I think being a, um, we don't have hours to discuss or chat like this, so I'll do my best to summarize it. I am a three-time cancer survivor. I went through breast cancer, thyroid cancer, and cervical cancer. Um, and every time, you know, you sit in front of the doctors and they give you this terrifying news, um, you just are faced with um, so much fear, um, unknown, and anxiety. And I think that the one core thing that is, well, I would say two core things that have always helped me overcome uh, that fear and anxiety and be able to beat cancer, uh, first and foremost is my faith. Mm. Um, I have very strong faith in um, the Lord. And the second piece that I think that really has helped me with overcoming health challenges is your, my mindset making sure that I'm always every day resetting and being able to stay positive in the way I look at the day. And I think what a lot of people tend to do is, and it's natural when you're faced with a challenge or the adversity, you're scared of the unknown. And the unknown is what's gonna happen next week, next month, next year. Uh, and if I'm gonna be here and all, all these other questions start storming your mind. And for me, when I get faced with big challenges, I tell myself, it's okay if you step back and take things hour by hour and then day by day and just slowly understand how much you can endure. Do not overwhelm yourself. And I think that's something that I truly feel I've mastered. And when I see other people struggling with adversity and challenges, whether it be health scares, changes in their lives, careers, um, pivotal moments in their life, we tend to get crippled by looking at such a big picture right away. Yeah. And for me, sometimes it's okay. Don't feel that you're being judged that I'm only trying to survive the next hour, you know, because sometimes that is what's required for you to overcome the challenge that you're being faced with. And mindset is huge. So again, you know, in summary, I think um, when you asked me the question, describe a bit, a little bit about the challenges that I face and how I overcame them from a health, from my health challenges, surviving cancer three times. The two main key factors are faith and mindset, and being able to train your mind um, that it, it, and know that it's okay. You're not being judged if you have to take things in small sound bites. 
let me just surpass this next hour. And then let me get through this day. And uh, I think I might've mentioned to you what I posted on um, the first of the year where you know everybody's been posting on social media and their discussions is, I cannot wait for 2020 to be over with. And I said, well, what's the difference? What is gonna really happen from December 31st to January 1st? It's not like we're all gonna walk through this miracle door and all of our worries and all of the challenges that we face with the pandemic and all of the changes that people experience and the fear that we've all kind of experienced to some degree with this pandemic is gonna go away. It's not. So again, as a reminder, even for myself, like look, even though 2021 is here, I'm still doing video calls as I went back to work. The pandemic is still here. We don't know we're gonna get the vaccines. I mean, it goes on and on and on. But it, it goes to say that you cannot control what happens to you, to some extent you can, but you cannot control what occurs around you and the world, but you can always control how you respond. And I think mindset is so critical and important. And when it gets tough, when the challenges I've faced in my life, I've always taken them in small strides. When I receive news, oh my gosh, you have cancer. Well, that's horrific. And when you get it a second time, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna make it because I got it the first time. What are the chances I'm gonna make it the second time? And then we face it again the third time. And to me, it was like, wait a minute, okay, how did I surpass it the first two times? I need to make sure that I have that same mindset. And um, I think that's one of the things I always like to share with others when they say, how did you, you know, overcome, survive cancer three times? That's what it is, truly, having faith and having the right, right mindset and just taking day, things in small strides. And soon, before you'll know it, it will be part of your past when you're facing challenges. Um, you talk about relationships, I, you know, in the Asian community, I think um, even now, I come from a very traditional family, so being divorced was very taboo. Um, being married young and then getting divorced, my parents just thought, oh my gosh, it's doomsday. <laughs> How are we gonna tell the relatives? And then I remarried and then my late husband passed away from pancreatic cancer. So it was like having to reset again and allow myself to be able to, how am I gonna be able to love again and open up again? And it's come back to having faith and really giving it to God and just understanding that this is my journey and owning it and never asking questions as to why it's happening to me. Let me just face the music, deal with the problem, turn it into a positive because everything that can happen that is negative in your life, there's always a silver lining. And if you can always have the mindset that one day I'm gonna look back on this and I'm going to be so proud of myself that that was an event in my life or a tragedy that I experienced in my life or a challenge in my life that I was able to surpass. And just hanging on to that feeling gives you the motivation when you are just really just trying to find a purpose to really take those first steps to make that change in your life and overcoming that challenge. So I share a little bit about that in the relationship piece. And then you said, you know, just being a young parent, um, my key thing is my children are the center of my world. Um, and I strive each and every day to be the best example possible for them. And I, you know, if you were to ask him today, like, what is the, 
one key um, attribute or um, highlight that you feel that your mom has taught you, and that is you are a fighter and you never quit. I will tell you, that's definitely what they would say. Well, I think your two young men are super lucky to have someone like you as a mother and a role model to really give them that strength and, and that resolve that I think we definitely need at this point. Actually, that will actually brings me to my next question for you, just leads it naturally to it was, so you already have, you've already demonstrated so much strength and resolve in your own personal journey of having to face cancer three times, um, surviving it three times, your relationship, and then, and then also losing uh, your late husband to cancer itself, and also being a single parent on top of all that. So your strength and resolve has already been very well honed. That what does what do you think 2020 has taught you, and hopefully also taught the community in terms of the lessons of resilience? Has it taught you more than what you already knew? And and if so, what is it? And what do you hope? our community could learn from this as a whole now? Um, I'm a big believer that we continue to learn each and every day. There's always something that we can learn from someone or an event in your life every day. And 2020 had so many uncertainties and it was a year that required a lot of us to be able to uh, adjust, to change, adapt to um, new uncertainties, being resilient, being able to pivot um, you know, ironically, I started a brand new job at, uh, five days before the shelter in place. Um, I was able to exit my late husband's business and sold off my partnership and um, at the beginning of the year and start go back to corporate America and work for a global staffing company, not knowing that the first day I would come in, they would give me a laptop and send me home and tell me that I'm going to be working remotely indefinitely. And so I think the, the, the new way of operating for me was trying to connect with an entire team that I never met in person. Mm. Um, I oversee the entire Western region, uh, everything west of the Mississippi, which is huge. It's half, half of the country. Um, and how was I going to connect with everyone through this digital world? I mean, look, we're having to do a Zoom chat because of this situation um, that we're all facing right now. So, so what it's taught me is to you know, I've always known you have in order to continue living and thrive, not only just not only live, but thrive, you have to be resilient and be able to adjust and adapt to change. And that is probably something that I think that I continue to learn how to adjust and adapt to change. What are some new things that I could do and new innovative ideas of how I can continue to connect with others. But with that being said, 2020, uh, with the pandemic, we were all forced to be at home mainly. You, and I have always lived a life where there was just so many activities. You know, I have philanthropic responsibilities. I serve on boards for several nonprofits and even today um, as a full-time job, entrepreneur, being a mom. Um, and I'm sure a lot of your Asian audience will uh, appreciate this. You know, Asian parents rely on us a lot. They call us for everything. So, you know, they can't go to the doctor. Can you call this person? Can you do that? I coordinate everything. So with 2020 being such a challenging year where it, it forced me to slow down mm. and 
I think the biggest thing that I walked away from 2020 and that I want to carry into 2021 is, okay, slow down, but still have your relevance and impact on the lives of others around you. And you can still do that. And I think the lives that I want to continue to impact and make a difference in is first and foremost, my family. I really had the opportunity to do things with my family that I didn't make the time. I don't know when people say, oh, I didn't have the time. Everybody has time. You have to make the time. Mm -hmm. So I think 2020 was an, a year that taught me that I have to continue that, make the time for my family and connect with them and be able to spend quality time to help us continue to move along. It was a year that I think a lot of people struggled mentally with all the changes as well. Um, we all had a lot of fear. We didn't know if our family members were gonna get sick, if we were gonna get sick. I'm sure a lot of people face challenges from an economic perspective, losing their jobs, uh, or a lot of the executives that I know that I work with, they were um, forced to make some really hard decisions. Like even myself, I had to, I just took on this new job and a roster of people, I had to decide who I was gonna furlough who I, you know, and I don't even know them. So that goes back to, you have to just trust your instincts and be able to adjust to change, be resilient, um, and just rely on who you are and what you bring to the table to make an impact on someone else's life each and every day. That's beautiful. Um, I did have one more question, but I actually want to pivot to ask something else. Um, you talk about how you do a lot of work, even now in, in charity, even with 2020 being such a challenging year for everybody. And I know one of the biggest uh, operations that you help run is um, something called Operation Be Kind. And it's mm -hmm. a very special operation because it's it constantly pivots to help the um, I guess the organizations and the communities that are most in need. Um, what did what did Operation Be Kind look like in 2020, and what it was able to do, and was it able to help affect the communities that it thought needed to help the most? Well, you know, I've been very involved on a philanthropic level. I've served on the boards with uh, some very large nonprofit organizations um, across the nation. And Operation Be Kind started in 2017. Uh, one of my dear closest friends is like a family member. She and I went to the Ellen DeGeneres show and at the end of her show, uh, one of her taglines is, uh, be kind to one another. And as a cancer survivor, I got the tickets to go to her show and it was the 12 days of giving. And I remember our car ride home, we just, we were talking to each other like, oh my gosh, how are we so blessed that we got to go to this event? But just think how Ellen felt giving away all these um, items for the 12 days of givings for Christmas, how would it would feel to be able to give versus receive. And at that time, we just found out of the news of my late husband's terminal illness. And one, I mean, my good friend just wanted to just do something to enlighten um, the community. Um, and so she went to go feed the homeless. And she came home and she was just like, you know, I wanna do something to inspire our youth, to teach them how to be kind, how to spread kindness. 
But, you know, we always had in the back of our mind, a lot of these nonprofits are such large organizations and they're not really making an impact in your immediate community and not able to reach out to specific demographics. Um, and in addition, a lot of these nonprofits don't have the opportunity um, to touch so many lives. They're very specific in their mission, whether it be just breast cancer or the Arthritis Foundation or the AIDS Foundation, one specific cause. Operation Be Kind basically every month has a different mission that we partner up with these other organizations to make an impact on those lives. And um, it's very rewarding for us. And uh, 2020 was very difficult for us because given we were going into our third year of operations. And so nonprofit, we basically have to rely on the donations of the community and everybody around us to help us keep us afloat. All the board members don't get paid. Um, that was what's different from the other large nonprofits that are out there. So it's truly volunteer and donations. and to be in a pandemic, we couldn't be together. I think the first several missions we had were to help a lot of the homeless um, people putting together these kind bags. So how do we keep ourselves safe while we're helping them? They don't even have masks to come pick up these kind bags with uh, you know, essential items to get them through um, these, uh, these tough times in 2020. So how it impacted us was is really hard. We had to learn to um, operate on a digital platform. We still got our donations. Um, our volunteer groups had to be smaller. They had to be spread apart. Um, and we, were very, we had to cancel our annual golf tournament that was our biggest fundraiser. We had to cancel our uh, gala event, which is another big event of ours. But you know what I really learned at the end of the day when people wanna give back and help? So what, we didn't have a golf tournament. So what, we didn't have a gala event people still donated and we were still able to make an impact in other people's lives. And that was probably the most rewarding thing for me to see that like even in tough times, people are willing to change, adjust and adapt to the new way we were operating and still being able to make a difference in someone else's life and spread kindness with us. Well, okay, thank you. I'm so glad that, I think that's the hallmark of um, a real true mission-driven uh, nonprofit operation is that no matter what the situation is, you will find a way. It's like you'll find time, you'll make time, you'll make uh, a way, a strategy to make it happen. So thank you yes. for this, being part of that and leading that and being an example. And that's, that's really all the time I have for our wonderful fireside chat. It went by so fast, but I've learned so much from you, the, the, the fact of what it means to be resilient, to make time, um, to always find a way. And most importantly, no matter how big something is, break it down to small pieces, small chunks, um, and then take it on one bite at a time and, uh, and, and we'll make it through. So Michelle, it's always wonderful to talk with you. Thank you so much again for being such a strong pillar of our community. And I hope, I really hope that we'll get a chance to finally meet you in person. I hope I get a chance to meet you in person sometime. Probably at the rate things are going either late 2021 or early 2022. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate you giving me the time to chat with you and uh, sharing a little bit of a glimpse of my life and what I could share. And I hope that it, um, anybody watching this or listening in our chat, it will inspire them or get them to take that first step. I always say one step is better than no step. So it, it's just pushing them to make that change or um, facing their fears. Absolutely. Thank you again so much. We'll talk to you again really soon. Okay, Michelle? Sure. Thank you so much again.
Take care. Bye-bye now. Thanks for joining us for this episode with Michelle Duong. To learn more about Imagine Talks, go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks supports this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at EDGE. That's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect with us at mentalpowerhacks.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of the Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. See you next episode.